Good morning, everybody, or if you're listening to this later in the day, good afternoon. If you're listening to this in the evening time, good evening. And if you're about to go to bed, good night. (laughs) Um, This is my podcast, Breadcrumbs, and this is your host, Ashley, a.k.a. Ash Kitten. And last episode, we were talking about um, chronic fatigue syndrome Slash myalgic encephalomyelitis. Yes, it took me a long time to learn how to say that. Um, And I think it's better than saying CFS or chronic fatigue syndrome. Because that name is just insane. Like, oh, your syndrome is just that you're really tired. (laughs) When there's so much more that goes on with CFS in me. Um, Myalgic encephalomyelitis also called ME or CFS, but um, I'm going to refer to it a lot more as ME because it's just easier. Um, I said that there's not a lot known about it. Um, I went into my last podcast on details of what it's like living with ME. Um, And this episode is more going to be targeting um, two different kinds of people. One, the people who have it. Um, and then also I'm going to be targeting the people who don't have it, um, that need to be in support of the people who have it or just give you a better understanding. But, um, this is really, really, really difficult illness, not only to explain, but to live through. Um, so... All of the people, every single person who has this, I just want to say that you are an amazing, heroic, strong person to be able to get up every day and push through all of that pain, all of that muscle weakness, and all of that fatigue, extreme fatigue, um, just to even barely live your life. When other people see that you're putting in minimum effort knowing inside that you are putting in maximum effort that's heroic and there's a lot of stigma that comes with that and I want you to know that we can change that stigma there was once a time when multiple sclerosis was considered psychosomatic where people thought that people with multiple sclerosis that it was all in their head And they were getting diagnosed with things like depression and being misdiagnosed, being treated treated unfairly by doctors, not educated, and then the invention of the MRI. And so they were able to find a correlation between all the patients suffering from MS and their symptoms and then be able to put a tag on it, which was the lesions that show up in the brain after an MRI. Before that MRI, MS patients got treated exactly the same as ME patients. And it's not fair because we feel like no one understands us. But I'm not here to throw a pity party. Pitter, pitter. (laughs) I'm not here to throw a pity party. 
Sorry, it's morning and my brain isn't all the way working yet. Although it's not brain fog, it's just normal brain. Um, it hasn't had my coffee yet. This is not brain fog. Brain fog is when things just don't make sense anymore at all. Anyway, so, so, um, what was I going to say? Shoot. <laughs> Maybe I'm having a tiny bit of brain fog, a little bit. Um, so, oh, this episode is to motivate people. Um, I'm not here to cry about my symptoms and be like, feel sorry for me. I hurt all the time and I can't get out of bed and all these things. No, I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. I want to stand up and be a voice that is heard loud enough and add to the many voices that aren't being heard and speak for the ones who can't speak and get some actual something done about the the condition itself, the stigma on the condition, one, the um, lack of research and the lack of funding from the government for research for the... Um, education for doctors to even learn about this illness enough to stop giving people painful recommendations slash um, um, prescriptions like one of the things that they prescribe excuse me one of the things that they've been prescribing is graded physical exercise yet that is actually what puts many people in in their bed long term and in a wheelchair exercises counterintuitive to this illness. Um, why? I don't know, because research hasn't been done in order to figure that out. Um, if enough research gets done, I feel like something something can fix it. I feel like a doctor out there with enough research, I mean, if we have the technology to make virtual reality a thing, then I truly believe that the amount of money that um, can go into things like that, put into the research of this illness, would produce a positive result. Maybe it just takes a small surgery to fix this problem. Maybe it's a, a certain drug, which I hate. I honestly absolutely hate pills and drugs. But if there was a pill that could cure this, I would take it every day and never miss, never miss. I would, I'd be the happiest person on earth if I could get my life back. And I know millions of people feel the same way. We don't want to complain about our symptoms. We don't want our symptoms. We want help. We need answers. Um, I don't want people to be like, poor you. I want people to be like, I'm going to go to this rally even though I don't have what you have. And I'm going to be another voice that is heard. Because once we can get seen and heard, action can be done. And we can do something about it. And it just, the reason why I'm doing this right now instead of nap time is because I just feel this need to motivate everyone that has 
a problem with this. Everyone who's facing this, you're, I mean, every single one of you are heroes to me. Um, especially the ones that are just not able to function because doctors can't figure you out and you're just laying there staring at the ceiling for hours and hours on end in your own head, which for me is a pretty scary place to be. Okay, let's just be honest. I don't want to just lay there and stare at the ceiling and be in my own head because it is, I'm a positive person, yes, and I am very, um, I like spreading light and love and happiness, but in my own head, it, there's some darkness. There's a, like really dark places that I don't want to go, and when you're just laying there and you have no choice, you go to those pretty dark places pretty quick. And I I don't, that's one of the biggest reasons why I push through. And I'm like, I will get out of bed. I will not be in my own head. <laughs> so I rhymed. Um, but we have so many things going for us. We have millions of people who have this illness. Millions. Those millions of voices can be heard if all of us stood up and did something and every single one of our neighbors knew that's millions more that would be educated on this. Um, I talked to someone yesterday that has this because I'm now a big part of as many support groups as I can be involved in on Facebook, etc. And um, I talked to someone and she just learned that she had ME. Actually, no, I'm sorry. She just learned that she had chronic fatigue syndrome. She was diagnosed. Um, and she didn't even know that chronic fatigue syndrome is now called or is better called myalgic encephalomyelitis. Um, so she didn't know that she could belong to the ME um, support groups. And um, there, there's just so much um, more education that we can be doing on our part. Um, I know there are times when, you know, you can't even lift a phone sometimes if you have this illness and you, you're slipping in and out of consciousness and nothing, like when you're in the brain fog, nothing makes sense. So reading anything is just going to like be like in one ear and out the other. It doesn't do anything. But um, there are times when some of us, a lot of us, can um, mentally function just a little bit. Like, I'm one of the lucky ones that there are times when I can be articulate. There are times when I can um, get up and walk a little bit um, and I can do things. Um, I just have to be careful because my body will make me pay for it later. But um, I, I'm using this energy, what little energy I have to um, rally all the people that I can together to support this cause. And um, I'm not going to lay down and let stigma win. I'm not going to um, just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to stop trying. And I've seen that a lot. I've seen um, in the support groups people saying, oh, I just, I just stopped telling people how it feels because no one cares and it just doesn't work. Sorry got interrupted by the little ones um so <laughs> oh my gosh so
So, um, I, I definitely am not one to just lay down and let stigma win. The stigma of this win. I know I'm not lazy. I know I'm not crazy. And I know I'm not stupid. Although, um, many people will place that sti those stigmas on this illness or anyone who has it. I've had it since a young age, so most people who know me just think like, oh, well, Ashley just puts in minimum effort in anything physical. Like She just does not do physical. Um, I used to joke and say that <laughs> running, um, if you ever catch me running, run as fast as you can in the direction that I'm running because something is chasing me. <laughs> but it's true, physical exercise I've avoided as much as I can. That's because it causes pain and that's because it causes me to be out um, for days after. So um, I'm sure that those people who you know make light of it, um, if they really understood the depth and the gravity of the situation, that they wouldn't make light of it because these are people that I call my friends and they do care. They just don't understand. Um, in order to, for other people to understand, hold on. Okay, I'm back. Um, although you guys really didn't have an absence of me because I paused it. I don't know why I do that. But <laughs> anyway, um, I, I just see a lack of motivation in the support groups and um, at least the ones that I belong to. I know that there are people that are rallying and fighting and stuff. Um, I know that there is an event in Orlando that I will be attending. Um, so there are people that are rallying. There are people who are speaking, but we need more voices. And the people that I've heard and seen in the support groups... Um, I have what you have, so I know that it sucks, and I know the quality of life sucks, but if we just give up, if we just sit there and talk amongst ourselves and complain about it, and just be like, um, does anybody else have headaches today? Oh, this sucks, you know. I mean, it's, it's good to have the support and to um, reach out and not feel alone, but we're going to be outcasted until we make everyone else see. We're going to be shunned because people don't understand. And I have people that I love very, very, very much that love me very, 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 very much. And they just don't understand. Um, the truth is we don't even understand. We don't have answers. So how can we expect them to understand? How can we expect them to not understand that or to understand that when we get brain fog, nothing makes sense in our heads and we are just swimming around in confusion in our own heads, trying to figure something out, using all the energy in our brains to figure out something so small that a toddler could figure out. Um, uh, how can we expect them to understand that? Then that then, what would we say if we didn't have this illness and we were talking to someone who had that problem? Oh, maybe you need to go see a doctor because we as a society think that doctors have all the answers. But that's another thing that we need to spread awareness on, that doctors don't always have the answers, that they are 
only educated as much as um, research allows them to be. And if there's no research, there's no education. So we, we fail in the fact that we are not speaking loud enough to be heard. We're speaking louder, but we're not speaking loud enough. Sorry, I had another um, interruption, a sweet interruption, but interruption nonetheless. Um, so, okay, so um, we have to speak loud enough to be heard. We have to um, really get people to understand. And I know that, um, until I had a name on illness, people that I knew really didn't understand because of what could I tell them? I'm like, I am physically exhausted all the time, but um, doctors say that I'm fine. Well, I was anemic, but that shouldn't cause those problems. That should just make me relatively tired, etc. So people were just thinking I was over, you know, embellishing my tiredness and things like that. But when I got a name to it, when I actually could put a name to it, I told my friends, look it up. I want you to look up the stigmas. I want you to look it up, but I want you to read about it. I want you to join some of the support groups. I want you to read about what people go through. And the people who've known me many years, they um, have seen like, oh my gosh, you used to say that all the time. Because there are certain things that I would say that I found that, um, many other people with this illness say as far as like describing it and one of the things I would say is that I feel like someone just stuck a needle in me and drained all the energy out of my body and someone else happened to say that um, that has it to someone that I know and love and I, I would say it frequently I'd be like man I just feel like Someone just plugged something into me and just sucked all the energy out. And um, that other person said it. So it was just like one of those things that clicked for them. Like, you know, two people can't be saying the same thing. And then also there's millions of people who have this. So once you start getting um, people more educated, once you start getting people to see, to really see, then we're going to have some action done. But if we're just going to sit there in our four wall within our four walls, because many of us are housebound, sometimes I am, some of us are bedbound, sometimes I am, I'm so glad and lucky that it's not, I'm not in the 25% that is always, um, but I really, really, um, I, I just am not going to be in that 25%. I will keep moving until I'm dead. <laughs> like I'm not gonna, I might let it take me out for a couple days, but I'm not gonna let it take me out for years. Like the, there are many who for the, the 25% for years cannot even move their body enough to get out of bed. And that breaks my heart because the, there's nothing being done about this. And these people are debilitated to even walk. And um, we, we need to tell people this is comparative to uh, um, an equivalent to someone who has stage four congenital heart disease. Um, what we go through, our, our, our 
quality of life is equivalent to someone with stage four congenital heart disease. Let's tell them these things. Let's give them the statistics. Let's um, rally together and not just complain like my body hurts. Because I know it does. It does. But it's not going to stop hurting. What is going to stop is if we get enough answers, we can actually cure this thing. Because there are so many people throughout history that were just tired of being treated unfairly. And they didn't just complain about it. The people who complained about it got nothing done. But the people who said, no, this isn't right. Look at me. See me. Hear my voice. Those are the people who got something done. And, um, and, and, and didn't even, like anything, racial inequality, um, patient inequality. There, there's so many different inequalities. Women's rights. There's so many different inequalities that um, have been stood up and fought for and not complained about. Just complaining does nothing. Um, we need to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We need to be brave. We need to do everything that we can. We need to push. We need to keep pushing. And we need to get people to see. The movie that came out is a perfect, perfect um, jumping off point for you to start a conversation with your friends about it. Have them watch the movie Unrest um, by Jennifer Bria, who is one of the pioneers and one of the greatest heroic women I've ever seen um, and a warrior that has this disease and is still fighting for us um, knowing that she has what we have but just continue, continuing to make waves in the, um, in the world, worldwide. She's affected so many people, changed the minds of doctors. She's a Harvard graduate and her husband is too. And um, just making that movie has um, set a huge movement in motion called Millions Missing. I mean, there, there's just so much that um, can be done. She's one person and look what she did. Look what a giant wave she set off and we can continue. We can make little ripples. If we, if we don't have the energy to make waves, we can make ripples. But all those ripples added together, they can make waves and we can finally get answers and we can finally get research and we can finally do something about this. There are many people who are saying, well, I miss my life. I miss what it was like before. I never, I never had that. I never had that freedom in my body. And there are many others who suffered it as a child that grew up with it that didn't realize that that's what they had. They just thought, man, I just really suck at life because I can't even do the things that other people can do. How do they push through every day? I used to think that everyone woke up feeling like that um, and thinking that how do they push through? How does... How do people just jump around and how do people play ball? How do people run those bases? How do people do that? Until I realized that there is something wrong with me. But that doesn't mean that that something can't be fixed and that it's always going to be what's wrong with me. But when people say that they miss out on the things that they used to do, I've missed out on my whole life. Many, many I can't even tell you millions of things were missing from my life because it held me back. And for a long time, I let it hold me back. 
but I, I no longer am going to lie down and take it. I'm no longer going to let this illness rule over my life. I'm still going to continue interacting with my children. And if I can't get up and go to the park, then I'm going to read to them and I'm going to teach them things and I'm going to sing songs with them because it's all about the memories. It's all about the love. That's what makes you a good parent. If you're a mom with this or a dad, um, I know that it affects way more women than it does men. But that's, again, sad because the stigma put on men is even worse because they should just tough it out because really you're tired, you're a man. Get over it. Get some sleep and get over it. I know that's what you're being told, but you know what? If you don't say anything about it, if you just, just flop down and take it and just say whatever it is what it is, then you are letting them win. Um, May 5th through May 12th is the time that we are rallying together. May 12th is Mother's Day. Um, and I know that that's very difficult for a lot of people to attend an event like this on Mother's Day. But for the mothers who have this, this is probably the single most important Mother's Day that you're ever going to experience because it correlates to our lives in such a strong, impactful way. We want to be good moms. And there are some of us with ME that can't be moms because they got this in adulthood or even in childhood that um, don't have the energy to have children and um, or relationships lost because of this illness. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about the divorces that have happened because husbands didn't believe their wives and just thought, oh, she just got lazy. She's just a lazy wife, and I'm not going to put up with that. Nobody talks about the tension between husbands and wives that the husband is just so tired of doing it all by himself, or vice versa, because men have this too. And that the spouses have left because they just didn't understand and they just couldn't take putting all of it on their shoulders. That's hard. I, I couldn't imagine marrying someone and, and not knowing what they have and, and not even knowing if it's real, um, wanting to believe them, but not seeing any physical signs. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have this illness, it would, I would be a bit skeptical, but if I got educated, um, and people were, you know, coming together and saying, look, we all have this and we all have the same symptoms and they correlate. And these are the things that we go through. I would listen. Um, I, I know that it's difficult for every single one of you who have this, but we can't just sit and focus on the negative. That will destroy us. One of the leading causes of death for this illness is suicide. We can change that. We can change that and impact that in a huge way. I know that I will never be one of those people who lies down and lets that win. But for the people who it has happened to, my heart goes out to the families and I don't think of those people as cowards. No one would want to face this invisible monster. I, 
I can't imagine what was going through their heads when some of them as parents, and that is one of the hardest things that I think a parent could ever do is to choose to leave their kids. But when life has gotten so bad and and has you have no answers to go on and doctors keep refusing you and there are few doctors who are educated about this. So misdiagnosis is 90% the problem. We ask our spouses to believe us or our friends and family to believe us and then we go to a doctor and the doctor says, well, you have depression. What are our friends and family supposed to think? So my heart goes out to those people who didn't think that they had a choice or an answer or a way out. But I see the light at the end. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a way out. There is so much beauty in the world that we can experience still. For those of us who are bedridden, I, I just, I just know that that has got to be the hardest thing. But you can still have your family around you. If you can talk, you can still talk to them. I know that you can hear, so you can listen to their voices. And for those of us who can walk, we can spend our energy we can spend our energy fighting for this cause. Even if it's just going to a lie-in, which is where we all go instead of doing a sit-in or stand-in, we just lay our beds on the ground and lay on the beds and prop signs against our beds. This is what Emmy looks like. I'm in this bed 23 hours a day, several times a week. We can issue challenges for people who don't have this disorder to help them kind of understand it a little bit. Um, one of the things that I came up with is that we can tell them, go a whole day with your phone at 20% or 25%. They're going to have to make choices in, in that 25%. And then if their phone doesn't make it all the way through the day, ask them, how do you expect me to? These things we can do can reach people. We can still keep doing. And even if you can't get out of bed, you can take a picture of yourself or you can have someone take a picture of yourself. And you can post it online. You can hashtag it with millions missing. You can hashtag it with believe me. You can hashtag it and people will, will see it. Social media is one of our hugest, hugest, I said hugest. Oh my God. One of our biggest weapons. And we're failing to use it in, in the amount of force that we have. Yes, we don't have the energy to, to get up and, and hold signs up all the time and go and rally in front of the courthouse and in front of the you know health places. 
Some people do. I'm gonna try to do some of that. We're gonna see how that works out. Um, I'm also going to definitely, most definitely, put up a YouTube channel, but it's going to be, and I realize that I need um, it to be about me. I need it to focus on people with Emmy, spreading awareness about Emmy. Um, there will be lots of love, light, and positivity shared, um, I promise. But I think that this is, I found exactly where I need to be in, um, in the world and in what I need to be fighting for. And I want to shed light on this as much as I want to bring light to the darkness and spread love, light, and positivity, I will. I will continue to be doing those things, but I'm going to do them um, specifically for the cause of ME um, and fibromyalgia and um, those invisible diseases. I'm going to be fighting um, for the people who feel like they have no voice. That's what my YouTube channel will be about. And that has actually motivated me to do more to actually get it together because now I just don't care about what people are gonna think when they see it as long as I'm spreading awareness and, um, and motivating and, and sharing positive things with people who um, have this because we need every single shred of positivity that we can. I think, I honestly think that my silver lining to this illness is that maybe that's why I'm so positive because I don't have time to be negative. I, if I started to be negative, I, I just wouldn't make it. I would have been in that percentage of people who would have killed themselves because the it's a dark, 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 dark hole. But I'm not looking at the hole. I'm spun around looking at the other side. It's like being in this tunnel and you're looking at the black void on one side when you could spin around and look at the light that's just at the edge of the tunnel and that's what I choose to focus on and move towards. And um, for a long time, I really didn't even speak about the way that I feel and I always tried to overcompensate, uh, make it look like I'm just like everybody else, like going to the park and stuff. Although people would see things like I would sit down rather than stand. Um, I, I, I just wasn't super active but I would still make an effort to make show up places and make an appearance and um, people just don't understand how much effort it really is to do nothing really like they just don't understand how much energy it takes um, for instance sitting I I cannot tell you how exhausting it is just sitting in an upright position. And I'm not even talking about like full posture. I'm just talking about like slumped in a chair. It's not even like the only time I feel semi-relaxed, pretty good relaxed, is when I'm in a reclined position. And it sucks because I want to eat that way because I, I don't want to like my body to feel like it's waste it's spending energy while I'm eating it's not a comfortable situation you want to be comfortable when you're eating you know um and it's just 
kind of always been that way actually when I was a kid I would be like can I eat on the couch but not because it's cool to sit there and watch tv it's because so I could lay lay down and eat my food <laughs> but a lot of people just didn't know that I had a lot of these symptoms because I didn't talk about it um, mainly I didn't talk about it because just it's one of those things where I just didn't want to be labeled as lazy even though I know a lot of people saw me that way um, no matter what I did because it looked it really looked like I was putting in minimum effort I was just always sitting or always just like oh you need me to do this okay and then look you know like I could like most people would do it with like energy like running the bases or, you know, um, I don't know, just anything that people saw me do, even in school, like running to the back stop and back, I was like, no, I'm not doing that running really, it's just not working for me. Um, and I, I wanted to, I wanted, there was a girl named Farah in my class and she was the fastest runner and I could just see how free she looked running and I wanted to know what that felt like but I knew that I could never feel that um we don't get endorphins when we exercise at all we don't have that feel good feeling when we exercise at least I for sure don't ever and um it is like for someone who has uh, well, it's like you wake up, like for those people who have woken up with really bad hangovers, okay? And then imagine after your hangover and during your hangover, you first wake up with one, then you're expected to run, and then you're expected to lift weights, and then when you're done and you feel like you're more than tired, more than you just like are done, you're expected to repeat the process. At the end of that, that's how we feel every day, having done minimal exercise, minimal things. Um, there's been a lot of things that have been therapeutic for me. One of the biggest things is my podcast and the support from all of you guys and knowing that um, I'm making a difference and my voice is being heard and um, it really... It's one of those things that I add to the silver lining on my cloud. And I know that um, I have to cling to the positive and I have to keep being positive and I have to keep pushing and I have to keep looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. And I will continue to do that. And um, so I plan on starting my YouTube channel um, immediately. Um, I believe it's going to be next month. Um, and I'm not going to start with extreme quality equipment. I'm just going to start with what I have now and um, work my way up and see what happens. But it's not going to be um, um, what I originally thought it was going to be. It's going to be more um, about CFS, life with Emmy. That's what that's what I'm actually going to call it, is life with me. But Emmy. So that, um, and it's going to, it's going to reach people. It's going to share positivity. It's going to share love. Um, if you're looking for those positive, you know, ins 
uh, inspirations, it's going to be on there. But it, it's also going to be targeted and directed to people with ME. Um, Uh-oh. I'll be right back. Okay. How to take care of that. Apparently, my daughter took something from my roommate's daughter. Anyway, all better now. Um, I'm going to be the, the light that is specifically in the darkness of people suffering from this illness. But also, I want to be the light that also sheds light on this illness to people who don't know about it. And I want to um, make an impact on this illness. Jennifer Bria has done such an amazing job at pioneering this um, way for us. And I want to continue in her footsteps and um, be able to shed more light. And um, she proves... That one person can make a difference. She proves that. That millions of people have had this for years and years and years and years and years. And there's no movie about it. And then Jennifer Bria just is like, you know what? People need to know about this thing. Because this is this is debilitating. This is crazy. And the I mean, just she's a hero. She's a warrior. And um I want to inspire people who just don't think that there's any hope left. And I have enough hope to share. So I I feel like when there's a desert, I look for water. And I'm like, you know, I'm never going to give up. I'm always going to be striving. I'm always going to be pushing. Um, there are many things that people who don't have this can do. Um, to try to understand. Watch videos of people with ME on YouTube. There are lots of them. Um, read articles. Um, just get educated. The, the chances are you know someone who has it. Chances are that there are many of you listening to this that might even have it themselves. We need to do something about it. So one of the um, things that I wanted to do, especially today, is um, not just motivate you to do something, but to, to give you um, positivity and, and love and inspiration. And I just want you to think about something. I want you to think about all the people who don't have answers, who are just like you and are just lying there wishing that they could have a life because they're missing out on life. And I want you to think about all those people, their voices, even if they were just whispering, even if that only had enough energy to whisper all their voices in one place. Those millions of people just whispering, I need answers. I need help. All of those people, how loud would that be? Even if they were just whispering. If 
we can do this, if we can gather together and inspire each other, we will be heard. There's no doubt about it. So for those of you who do not have this disorder, I don't expect you to understand completely or right away, but I know that you know, also know someone else who doesn't know about this disorder and they know somebody else who doesn't know about this disorder or illness. It's an illness. It's chronic illness. And continue sharing that with somebody that doesn't know and you're going to reach somebody who has the power to do something. You're going to reach somebody who is the head of a, a government funding. You're going to reach somebody who can do something about it. If enough of us are together calling congressmen and saying, please add this illness to one of the diseases that you fund uh, yearly for research, please take this these harmful things off of the websites, for instance, on some places that doctors use as references for um, treatments of disease, um, and it, it's just for doctors. They need to log in with credentials, etc. to get in. But these are places that they use um, for um, treatments of, of illnesses or diseases that they aren't uh, they don't specialize in and they may not know everything about them. Um, so they use that to reference and in for chronic fatigue syndrome or myalgic encephalitis, oh, myalgic encephalomyelitis. Sorry, <laughs> it's so hard to say. Try saying that. Myalgic encephalomyelitis. Fun. Um, for that, um, it actually says that graded physical therapy is a, a treatment, a possible treatment, and a recommended treatment, and as we all know, that that is just going to put somebody in the bed and make them bedridden and maybe not even able to talk. So, um, that's not, that's not good that we have outdated information for doctors, so we're not educating them. And um, these are things that we're, we can change if we get a hold of the right people. All it takes is the person who is in charge of those websites to be like, oh, well, dang, I don't want to put people in their beds and have them bedridden for the rest of their lives. Let's change this. Um, the NIH is um, responsible for um, funding uh, government funding. Um, there's so many different places and organizations that we can reach. Um, not, I mean, it, it, even though we can sit there and say, like, let's have a, you know, charity fund and donate to this. We need more than just people, you know, donating their money. We need um, movement that is going to affect legislature. We need things to happen 
in order to get equal patient rights and not be misdiagnosed um, when we have the severe symptoms. I have sat there and told doctors that my arms and legs feel like they're going through a wood chipper. And they would say, describe the pain zero to 10. And I would say it's a 10. And they would say, yeah, it's just that, you know, you don't look like you're at a 10. You'd be crying well. The thing about tolerating pain for over a long period of time is that you can't cry about it anymore. Like, you would be crying 24-7. You have found a tolerance to it that even though it's painful, even though moving and just doing anything is painful, um, lifting your phone is painful, you, you don't cry about it anymore. You used to, when maybe when you first got it, but you realize that the energy spent crying just gives you crying headaches. Um, anything that I do is magnified. Any kind of energy that I, I use to do anything, including crying, especially crying. If I cry a little bit, I feel as if someone who has cried for hours and hours and hours and hours on end with that crying headache and that hangover feeling where my eyes feel like they're going to bust out of my head. And I'm just talking about like a short little cry, not even like full-fledged. I'm just talking about tears running down my eyes and sniffling a little bit and just, you know, having that that heavy feeling in your heart and just trying to let, let some emotions go. I can't afford to cry. It takes me out. And if I have a heavy cry, forget it. I can't be talked to. I have a migraine so bad that I tell my children, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I need you to be occupied for several hours. And I need to go in my room, shut the light off, lay down with an ice pack on my head and take ibuprofen and sleep. And hopefully when I wake up, I at least feel half better. These are things that um, we go through. And like I said, it's not going to change until we get something done about it. We can. We can do it. We're strong enough. We think we don't have strength. But where we are weak, he is strong. That's in the Bible. And... We have the strength inside of us. Maybe it's not outside. Maybe our body isn't going to move to do the things that we want to do, but we have that inner strength. And I know we have that inner strength because you would not be here if you didn't. If you can get up every day, if you can and try your best to live your best life with the illness that is you're facing like I am, then you have a strength inside of you like no other. And that's what makes us special. That's what makes us different. And that's what's going to make us heard. And we need to be heard. Um, I beg of you, anyone, anyone listening, please do something May 5th through May 12th. Um, Emmyaction.com is a website that um, you can go to to find out what's going on in your area, uh, to find out how you can organize something. Um, I tried to get the local drive-in to play the movie, but unfortunately I just don't have the connections that are needed in order to fulfill that. But if someone 
is able to pull strings like that somewhere where they live and get that movie watched, that is a huge thing. Or even just host a movie night at your house to watch Unrest. And um, I, I think would be cool would be like a pajama party, like pillow party um, to watch it. Um, and everybody just lay down and watch the movie in, in your house and um, spread the awareness and um, and really just keep doing things and thinking of things being creative, creating art to show the the what you're going through and express yourself. That's huge. Writing poetry, um, singing songs. There's a beautiful song called Can You See Me Now? And that's on YouTube. And um, I'm definitely going to use it in maybe a video collage. Um, it's just too beautiful not to. Um, it emphasizes the strength that we have, the struggle, everything. But it's, it's very positive and I love it. And um, I'm going to use it. And there are many other songs and there are many other poems and there's art and there's things that we can do to be seen, to be heard. And there are things that if you don't have this illness that you can be a part of to spread awareness, uh, to get us heard and to, you know, help for the cause. And um, I just really appreciate every single one of my listeners and it means a lot that you guys um, are still listening to me, even though I completely changed, like, my entire focus um, on my podcast, which was on love, light, positivity, the journey to self-love, which I cannot continue my journey without having this as my purpose. Um, it's a huge part of me now. Um, and little did I know it's always been a part of me and now I'm making this journey, um, to self-love as it's a slow step-by-step -step journey, but I am, um, realizing that there was a, a pebble in my shoe the whole entire time that I haven't dealt with on this journey and I need to, I need to do something about it. So, um, and it's, it's funny because I was in Godspell and, um, there's a song that, um, is about walking the road, um, with Jesus and uh, I, I believe it's about the road to Damascus, but, um, the, the part where, um, the, the singer, the person singing, says I have a pebble in my shoe but watch me walk I will walk and walk and I will call the pebble dare we will talk about walking and then um it says like I will um like take the pebble out of my shoe and say meet your new road and then um that like is ironic because that's kind of how I feel um about this whole thing like there's been a pebble in my shoe this entire time and I knew it was there because it was painful to walk on and I just kept going and pushing and, and just giving it everything I've got and then realizing that it's actually something there that needs to be removed out of my life um and and doing something about it and not just continue walking but meeting a new road 
And anyway, uh, brain fog is literally about to set in because I feel it like I feel all the sensations in my brain um, tingly, like fuzziness. I guess that's probably why it's called brain fog, but that's happening right now. So I'm about to not sound smart. Um, so, um, bye. I'm done with my podcast today, my episode, episode of my podcast today. And crap, I, oh, the, um, the point that I'm, I'm trying to, um, the, okay, I'm just gonna buy, I'm gonna say bye, I'm gonna let you guys go, because I need to lay down and, and, um, um, I, I'm gonna go and go by to everybody that listens thank you thank you appreciated you I appreciate you and sorry don't listen cut this off if you want to, I'm, I'm done. Um, spreading love, light, positivity to everyone. Have a great, 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 great day. Bye.